Pastor Sandra tells it like it is. This is part four of my teachings on the subject, the power that comes in you after your belief in Jesus. My text is Mark chapter 16, verse 17 to 18, and I read, And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name, shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. I'm going to jump straight in the teachings from where I left off last, last week, and I'm going to start from the second line of verse 17, where the Bible lets us know, in my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues. I love this because the word they refers to a Holy Ghost filled, water baptized, Jesus on your mind, child of God. The Bible said, in my name, they shall cast out devils. Now, I love this again because although you and I are water baptized, although we are, uh, we might be filled with the Holy Ghost from the crown of our heads to the soles of our feet, you and I cannot cast devils out of anyone. We can only do it, we can only cast devils out in the name of Jesus when Jesus resides on the inside of us. So that is very important for us to know. We can only cast devils out when Jesus resides on the inside of us. And we can only do so when God tells you and I through the Spirit of God to do so. Why? Because demons and devils fear the name of Jesus. Demons and devils fear the name fear fear the name of Jesus. Philippians two ten um, verse nine uh, to thirteen said, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in the heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth and, ev and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Did you see that, children of God? At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Where? Of things in the heaven. So what are things in the heaven, Pastor Sandra? Things in the heaven are demonic things with wings that flies and are called foul birds. You hear it says fowls of the air, um, um, fowls, birds, witches. So it's demonic spirits um, translating themselves as fowls, birds, witches, wizards, sorcerers, enchanters, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, all the, the above has the capability to manifest themselves in human beings on the earth. That at the name of Jesus, the Bible said, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in the heaven, amen, and things in the earth. Things of the earth are spiritual things um, that are buried in the earth, spiritual things that roam the earth, spiritual things that live under the water, like the marine kingdom, etc. And um, what again, the Bible said that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So this tongue is not the organ in our bodies. This tongue is not the organ in our body to taste. This tongue is tongue as in a race, tongue as in ethnicity, tongue as in culture or origin, 
your origin, tongue as in creed or faith, doctrine, nationality of people. Every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So something happens when you and I mention the name of Jesus. Something moves when the name of Jesus is mentioned. Something shifts when we mention the name of Jesus. Something dismantles, something destroyed and, and is disorganized when we mention the name of Jesus. Something scatters when we mention the name of Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is the only name that devils fear. Jesus is the only name that destroys sickness, disease, bugs, viruses, ailments, hardships, difficulties, difficult problems, complications, worries, stresses, depressions, oppressions. Jesus is the full package of the kingdom that lives on the inside of you and I and tells you and I what to do and how to do them and how we to have to get out of our trouble, out of trouble, out of hardships. Jesus is the, is the only answer for that. Jesus um, tells us how to get out of hardship, difficulties. He gives us the resolve for our problems, for complications, for worries, for everything that pertains to life and godliness. He has an answer. Jesus has an answer. An answer. He has an answer for our worries, for our stresses, for our depressions and our oppressions. Th there is power in the name of Jesus, child of God. So the Greek calls the power in the name of Jesus, dunamis, D-U-N-A-M-I-S. And dunamis power operates like a dynamite. And if you know what a dynamite is, in case you don't know, it, a dynamite blasts, explodes, detonates, destroys uh, 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 its victim or, 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 or what you um, design it or set it up for. Um, it, it, it blasts, it, it can explode and it detonates and, and wreck at the same time. So God's power operates like that. It's like that like a dynamite, it explodes, it blasts, it detonates, it destroys wreck at the same time, everything at the same time, blasts, explode, detonate, think about it, destroy wrecks at the same time. Dunamis is the explosive power of God. Dunamis is the dynamic ability. This is God's dynamic ability and dunamis is the explosive and dynamic ability of God that we have on the inside of us. Think about it, child of God. We have the explosive, dynamic ability of God on the inside of us. And he said, in, in, he said, in my name shall they use this dynamic, this explosive ability to cast out devils. In other words, we must use the dunamis, we must use ex the explosive power that he has endowed in us, that he has given to us by the power of the Holy Ghost to cast out devils. The explosive, dynamic ability in the name of Jesus that blasts, explodes, detonates, destroys, wrecks at the same time. Use it, child of God, to cast out devils. Cast devils out of your problem, your situation, your home, your job, your health. Cast them out. Amen. Because devils at the name of Jesus, as, as soon as they hear the name of Jesus, they tremble. They have to take cover, child of God. Watch this. Watch this. If you think I'm making it up, look at this. Luke chapter 10, verses 17 to 20. And the seventy return again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said to them, this is Jesus, said to the seventy, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents, to tread on scorpions, 
and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you notwithstanding jesus said in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven can you see what i'm seeing child of god can you see what you carry can you see what i carry can you see what we have listen to pastor Sanders paraphrase to luke 10 17 to 20 so apostle matthew was showing us or is showing us how the 70 disciples returned from ministering with lots of boasting and self-aggrandizement and rightly so they were rejoicing and obviously elated and triumphant in their missions i can just imagine the 70 saying did you see what john did to the one that had red horns on his head or did you see how fast the cow horns went up in flames what about the woman with the blonde wig with the ouija board in her hands did you see what happened to her and the board or what about the man that tried to attack james with the cucumber in his hands the disciples were laughing their heads off as they returned back to base they were rejoicing and when they returned back to base they were telling jesus they were rejoicing with full full of pride, full of themselves. However, they were shocked. I love this bit. <laughs> they were shocked when Jesus told them, hold your horses, guys. Don't get too big-headed now. Verse 17, and he said to them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Wow. Children of God, can you see what I'm seeing? Jesus said, hold your horses, guys. Don't get too big-headed now. The reason why your expedition was a success, the reason why your ministry is a success, the reason why you were able to cast devils out of the people, the reason why the cow horns went up in flames and what Cephas did to the woman with the Ouija board in her hands and the man that tried to attack James with the cucumber was because I, Jesus, beheld satan as lightning fall from heaven and i have two greek words to explain what jesus did to principalities to satan in verse 18 he said i beheld satan as lightning fall from heaven so kataoksu you know i love the greek because they put put they put it really neat so we can understand and um cat K-A-T-A-T-O-X-E-N-O, pronounced K-A-T-A-T-O-X-Y-O-U, is kataoksu, is the Greek word for beheld. I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Kataoksu means to shoot down with an arrow or a missile. Kataoksu means to thrust through. So Jesus was telling the guys, while you were boasting and self-aggrandizing, I shot that principality or I shoot that principality, whichever it is, down with an arrow and my missile, I send my missile before you were even up. I send my missile before you, even before you go out. I thrust my missile through them before you were awakened from your sleep. I thrust my missiles through their cronies, through their agent, through the ambushments that they set up against you guys. I shoot my arrow and destroy all the darkness that were coming to attack you guys. The next Greek word for beheld is Thore. T-H-E-O-R-O, Theore means to be a spectator. Theory means to discern. Theory is an experience, an intense acknowledgement to behold, consider, look, and perceive. So Jesus is ba was basically saying, I've studied these principalities. I've studied these powers. 
I've studied their cronies. I've, I knew their plans. I knew their tricks. I never tricked their plan against you guys. I knew their ambushment. I knew where they were coming from and the arrangements that they set up to attack you guys. I knew their schemes and formations, but I thrust my arrows and my missiles through all of them so they could not harm you. The next one, he said, you shall speak with new tongues. Hallelujah. And I like this one. The new tongue um, is like the example given in Acts chapter 3, 1 to 8. And I read, now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask and alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee, in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. So the Bible lets us know Peter, James, and John were on their way at the ninth hour to pray at the temple of the gate which was called beautiful or which is called beautiful when they approached the temple they saw a beggar and the beggar asked them for some change and the bible let us to know peter and john got eye contact with the beggar and peter fastening verse 4 his eye upon him and john said look on us and he gave heed unto them expecting to read something of them in other words Peter and John saw the spirit that this guy's disability was not normal. It was spiritual. His, his disability is spiritual. Spiritual means something was done in the spirit to harm and disable his mother or to disable him from he was in his mother's womb. Peter settled it right there and told that principality, I'm going to give you what for? I'm going to give you what for, for what you have caused to this guy from his mother's womb. I hear Peter saying to the guy in the spirit, you will never be the same again. What, what you came out to receive, what you came out to expect, we're going to give you something that will change your life forever. We're going to give you double for your trouble. Look, watch this, verse six. Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have in thee, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And child of God, children of God, if you have a disability, or a disabled, or any way the enemy has paralyzed you and disabled you in the spirit. Hear this, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up, rise up and walk. I kata no, I kata you. Satan, as lightning fall from heaven and I shoot your principality down with the arrow and the missile of God. And I thrust the missile through your schemes, through your plan, to, through your demonic ambushes against God's children. I shoot the arrow of God to destroy every darkness that the enemy used to disable children of God from the mother's womb. 
And the Bible said Peter and John took him, the disabled man, by his right hand, lifted him up, and immediately, I release the anointing of immediately to touch you now in the name of Jesus. The Bible said, and immediately his feet and ankle bones receive strength. Receive strength in your business. Receive strength in your ministry. Receive strength in your marriage. Receive strength in your situation. Receive strength for that issue that is tormenting you and giving you sleepless night receives the strength of God in Jesus' name. And the Bible said, and he leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. So Peter spoke new tongues to cause a change. Peter spoke new tongues to change what had robbed the man from his mother's womb. Peter spoke new tongues and killed generational and ancestral curses. Peter spoke new tongues to cause the man who was lamed at his mother's womb to leaping up, the Bible said, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And Father God, Holy Father, Righteous Father, Thank you for this word, this precious word that you have given me to share with your children. Let everyone, all children of God who receives and hear these, receive and hear these words, have the experience, have the changes in their lives, like the man at the gate called beautiful. He is the Bible said he got out of doom. And gloom, the, the anointing, amen, the anointing from Peter and John, amen, took the disability, got him out of his doom and in gloom, got him out of his limitations, got him out of paralysis. He got out that which incapacitates him from his mother's womb to stood with the men of God. Amen. And the Bible said he entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Thank you, Father God, for the dunamis and explosive power of God in the name of Jesus that you endowed in us, children of God, to cast out devils. And we use it and we speak it with the new tongues you have given to us to cast out devils in the mighty name of Jesus. You said if we take deadly things up, they cannot harm us. You said we will use it to speak to the be-nots as if they were so. And this afternoon, we speak to every be-nots as if it was so. Bless your children. Touch them again with your power. Let your peace come upon them wherever they are on the globe. Father God, let your peace come upon them. Bible said they are, we're already clean because the word of God has made us clean. Let the words that they receive in the name of Jesus make them clean. Wash them. Wash every listener clean in the mighty name of Jesus who hears the word of God. Let Everyone in Jesus' name that listen to my iPod. To my iPod. Receive your healing and deliverance power in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Sandra, checking out, coming back to you with teachings number five next week. God bless you. Pastor Sandra tells it like it is. This is part five and the final part of my teachings on the subject, the power that comes in you after your belief in Jesus. 
My text is taken from Mark chapter 16, verse 17 to 18, and I read, And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Shall they cast out devils? They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I am going to jump straight in the teachings from where I left it last week. Verse 18. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. I was sharing with my listeners last week that I like the word they. The Bible says, they shall take up serpents. So who are they they again? They refers to the child of God, you and I. Who are they? We are the born again Christian. We are water baptized. We are filled with the Holy Ghost with Jesus as captain and pilot of our salvation. So the Bible let us to know if they, which is you and I, take anything up like serpents and drink anything deadly, no harm will come to them. But Pastor Sandra, what do you mean by serpent? Well, I'm glad you ask. So serpent is symbolic. And symbols play very important roles throughout the Bible and basically symbols are used to represent a mark or character used as a conventional representation of an object or a function or to process a thing that represents or stands for something else. So the role of serpent symbolizes deception, it symbolizes trickery, death, destruction, evil and if you look in the book of Genesis chapter 3 that's a perfect example of um, a symbol Satan in the guise of the serpent instigated the fall by tricking Eve into breaking God's command thus the serpent can represent temptation also um, evil and um, deceit. Serpent symbolizes di- divination, fortune telling, and poison. So the Bible said if children of God encounter any of the sim- symbolic representation above that I've just read out, no harm will come to them. So we're going to look at at an example given in Acts um, chapter 28. You know, I like to give examples from the Bible so that you'll know that I'm not making it up. It comes direct from the Bible. So an example given in Acts chapter 28, and we're going to read from verse 1 to 6 of Acts chapter 28. And I read, and when they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Melita. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us, everyone, because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarous saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, no doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. How be it? They looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. 
But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. So children of God, can you see what I'm saying? This is Apostle Paul, that the Bible is letting us to know that a viper came and um, flung himself on him, on his hand. And um, the viper is the same as a serpent or a snake. So the Bible gave us a little heads up on the dangerous voyage that Apostle Paul had encountered. However, from the outset and just before takeoff, Apostle Paul had warned the crew that they were not to sail. However, the crew did not listen to Apostle Paul's advice and went along anyway. And the Bible lets us to know that they came into a storm in mid-region of their journey. They met up with the most horrendous storm that carries the most dangerous and contemptuous winds called Euroclidon with it. And the Bible went on to outline how the winds were exceedingly tossed with the tempest. And at one point in the region, what one point of the region, there was, they were in pure darkness. The whole region was in pure darkness. The crew did not see anything called sun or moon for days. The crew had given up all hope of survival and thought that was going to be the end of them. They thought we would never make it to shore again. But while all hope was gone, God sends a word of hope through his manservant, Apostle Paul. Acts chapter 27, verses 23, 24. God sent a word through, through Apostle Paul. He said, um, for there stood by me, this is Apostle Paul speaking, for there stood by me this night, the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Praise the Lord. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was me. I'm reading this and I feel so, so confident about the God that we serve, that he is God all by himself. Praise the Lord. And, and no weapon fashioned form against the child of God shall prosper. Even though it looks dark, even though it looks dim, even though it looks like nothing is happening, even though it looks like what is happening, all hope is dead, God came through. God, because he's God all by himself. No wonder the Bible said he was looking, he roamed the whole earth to see if he could come into covenant and he could find no one and he swore by himself. Child of God, children of God, that is the kind of God that you and I serve. And I'm proud this morning or this afternoon here in London, England, I am proud to be called a child of God. And I'm sure where you're at, you're proud to be called a child of God. Wrap yourself in him. Tie yourself in him. Tangle up yourself in him. That is your papa. Amen. I like verse 23 where Apostle Paul said, For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am, praise the Lord, and whom I serve. Wow, I love this. You will never understand this until you experience 
what it is to be destitute. You will never understand this until you experience and understand what it is to be hopeless. You will never ever understand and experience the meaning of hopelessness until you're hopeless, until you know you're you're in a situation where there is no possibility, all hope is gone, nothing is happening for you, it's just darkness, you look to the left, it's darkness, to the east, darkness, to the right, darkness, to the south, darkness, you look all around you, it's darkness, it's gloom on every side, you look around you, it's destitution, it's penniless, it's desperation, it's fruitful, fruitlessness, it's bleakness, but child of God, this might be the experience of some children of God. But I want to assure you this, this afternoon, I want to comfort you with this this afternoon, that God will show up in the middle of your storm. God will come through when all hope is gone. And I repeat, God will show up for you. Take it from me. I am a product of that. God will show up for, for, for you. Hear this. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. The angel of God is God himself coming to rescue you. The angel of God is God himself coming to change your hopelessness. The angel of God is God himself coming to change your impossibilities. The angel of God is God himself coming to remove the death sentence and the death trap that the enemy has placed on you, placed in your situation, placed on your marriage, placed on your children, placed on your ministry, placed on your business, placed on your health. The angel of God is coming through, amen, as we speak, amen, to remove the sentence of death to change your desperation, change your fruitlessness, change that bleakness, that darkness, amen, that sleepless night. The angel of God, who is God is himself, is coming to rescue you. The angel of God is coming to deliver you out of your jungle, out of your fear. The angel of, the, of, of God is coming to remove you from the pit and the jungle of oppression and depression and set you free. The angel of God himself is coming to rescue and deliver you. Yes, you. Sometimes, you know, we are imprisoned by our own self. We cannot forgive ourselves. Amen. But this day, today, the angel of God is coming to rescue you from you, from you, from yourself. Sometimes you're not able to forgive yourself. But today, the angel of God is coming to rescue you. Sometimes you're finding it difficult to forgive yourself. But forgive yourself today. The angel of the Lord is coming to rescue you. So the Bible lets us know Paul and his crew landed on the island that is called Melita. And they didn't even land properly when they were attacked by the islanders. The Bible describes the spirit of the people as barbarous. Barbarous means cruel and brutal and vicious and ferocious and fierce. Hear this. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness. For they kindled a fire and received us everyone because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. Can you see what I'm seeing, children of God? Firstly, can a snake survive heat? How can a snake come out of a fire? There were no logs to keep the fire going. There were no creature to be seen in the fire. Apostle Paul was the one who had gathered the sticks. So how comes he didn't come out until Apostle Paul put the sticks on him? The Bible said Apostle Paul was the one who had gathered the sticks to keep the fire going for them to warm themselves. And what happened next? Verse 3. And when 
Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. Can you see what I'm saying, children of God? That was not a good fire. That was a strange fire. Not all fires are good. This one was definitely not good one. The bundle of sticks that Apostle Paul puts on the fire was good, but the fire was not good. The fire was satanic. Amen. The Bible said a viper came out of the heat. Verse 4. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hung on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he has escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. The barbarians couldn't believe Apostle Paul could survive the Euroclidon win at sea. In other words, their spirits were saying, if they didn't take you out, this viper is going to take you out. This one is called vengeance. This one is called retaliation. This one is called retribution to you, Paul. So the same principality that was responsible and the mastermind behind the storm and the Euroclidon wind and the, the mastermind behind the whole course of the journey at sea and the mastermind behind the darkness that covered the sun and the moon for days. He was the very same that came out of the fire and translated himself as the viper and the barbarous spirits that possessed the Malachian people. The Bible said, verse 2, and the barbarous people showed us no kindness. In other words, their spirit were saying, if we don't get you at sea, we're going to get you on land. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among this themselves, no wonder this man is a murderer, whom, though, though he had escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffer not to live. But I like verse 5. Verse 5 says, And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. And I like this because the result of this came long before Apostle Paul had landed on Malta. And child of God, I want to assure you that there is a power that God has given to us last week in my teachings I was telling you about the dunamis power that you and I carry within us. Amen. The power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That we carry in us. It was the same power that was in us, Apostle Paul. The Bible said he shook it off. Amen. And I pray that you will activate that power, the dunamis power. You will activate it. Amen. To shake off every venom, every venomous beast that will attach itself to your ministry, to your health, to your children, to your marriage, to your business, every, every venomous beast that the enemy would attach to you. Shake it off this afternoon in the lake of fire. Begin to shake them off mentally and emotionally and psychologically and scientifically and biologically shake them off shake them off shake them off in the name of jesus in the lake of fire amen so and i like this because the result of this came long before apostle paul had landed on malta papa god had discovered even before the crew had come to show Amen. And this is what I like about God because, amen, he is a protector and a rewarder of them that diligently seek after him. He's got our best interest at all. So Papa God had discovered even before the crew had landed. Look at it. He said, Acts 27, 22, And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of life, my God. 
of any man's life among you, but of, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, who, who, whose I am, and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God has given thee all of them that sail with thee. Amen. So Apostle Paul went back to his guys and he said, Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God. Shall of God, children of God, do you believe God? Do you believe what God is saying? There will be no loss of life, this COVID. Amen. And this message is for you to strengthen yourself in the Lord and to, and to increase your faith and allow this message, this little teaching here, Amen. To charge your faith up. Let it be like a spiritual, a physical um, 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 workout, exercise. Work your faith out. Increase your faith. Amen. Let it encourage you in the Lord. Amen. And believe God that it shall be, there shall be no loss of life. Amen. Child of God, it is well with you and I. Hear be, hear, hear this. Oh, how be they look when he should when, when when he should have swollen or fallen dead? That's what the enemy wants. Amen. How be it? they looked when he and there are people that is looking at you right now, looking at your ministry, looking at your health, looking at what the enemy is trying to do to you. But how be it? I'm gonna repeat to you this afternoon. How be it? They look when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly but after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to you they changed their minds and said that he was a god this is our portion child of god this is our portion the enemy is going to turn around after all that they've said after all that they've done after all the workings that they were they're going to say my god this is what should have happened. He should have been swollen. He should have been dead. But they changed their mind. There are going to be a lot of minds change against you this season. Amen. They are going to call you a God. Amen. He said they shall take up serpents. And if they drink anything, shall not harm you. So the final, and he said, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. I'm going to be quick with this one because I haven't got the space. So this one is um, 2 Kings chapter 4 and um, verse 38. And I'm just going to read and tidy it up and then we finish. Elisha went to Gilgag again. There was a famine in the land. The group of prophets were sitting in front of Elisha. Elisha said to his servant, put the large pot of the fire and make some soup for the group of prophets. One man went out into the field to gather herbs. He found a wild vine and picked the fruit from it. He put that fruit in his robe and brought it back. He cut up the wild fruit and put it into the pot. But the group of prophets did not know what kind of fruit it was. Then they poured some of the soup for the men to eat. But when they began to eat the soup, they shouted out, Man of God, there is poison in the pot. The food tasted like poison, so they, they should not eat that food. But Elijah said, Bring some flour. He threw the flour into the pot. Then he said, Pour the soup for the people so they can drink. And there was nothing wrong with the soup. I pray that God will put flour in every era that the enemy, amen, is seeking to poison you and I this season, that God will put some flower in our situation, our circumstances, put some flower in your health, put some flower in your home, put some flower in your ministry, put some flower in your business, put some flower in everything that concerns you. I pray that God will put some flower in your venom, Put some flour in that toxic relationship. Put some flour. I pray that 
as the angel of God appeared to Apostle Paul and announced there shall be no loss of life, I decree and declare by the grace and mercies of God that there will be no loss of life. Why? That the Lord will put some flower in your situation. To every listener who listens to my podcast, and thanks for your kind encouragements. I receive them. Thank you for your support wherever on the globe that you are. I decree and declare by the grace and mercies of God that there will be no loss of life. You will not be bankrupting your health or your family, your business, your dreams, your career, your ministries, your circumstances, your situations, your marriage for this season and beyond. No loss of life in the name of Jesus. I want you to believe that. Believe God. Believe Papa God. Believe him. Believe your Papa. Amen. I pray for peace. I pray for good health in the name of Jesus. You will not be in destitute. You will never bankrupt. Amen. You will not be broken because the angel of the Lord will show up for you. He will show up when it's dark. He will show up when it's gloomy. He will show up for you. When there is nothing left in you, he will show up and deliver you. God will give you and I the power to shake off every viper that fastens itself on us. God will give us the power to shake them off in the lake of fire. Shake them off. Shake off that sickness. Shake off that lame. Shake off that oppression. Shake off that depression. Shake off every torment. And in every area you have been shaken, been tormented. Shake off that sleepless night. Shake off that insomnia. Shake it off in the lake of fire. In the name of Jesus. And Papa God, we thank you so much for this wonderful teaching. Who could it be but you? And I ask you to search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Try me and know my heart. See if there be any wicked ways in me and in my thoughts and lead me to the way everlasting let the glory be yours the praises be yours bless your children in jesus name pastor sandra checking out until next time god bless you